Let's pray together. Lord, you are worthy, worthy to receive all glory, honor, power, and praise. Lord, we're grateful for the opportunity to serve you in this community, but God, most of all, we're grateful for you. We're grateful that we we can love our community not because we need to earn some love from you, but because we have been loved by you. That we can step out in faith, that we can step out and tell people of your love with words and with deeds. So Lord, even now we we offer up all that has done been done. And may it be a pleasing aroma of worship that that rises to you. Not because we deserve a, a pat on the back or a, a hand for what has been done, but God, simply because we are so very grateful for what you have done, for the God that you are, the one who rescued us from the, the pits of, of darkness, from death, and has given us life. God, I'm thankful tonight also for your church. God, your church that can show others your hope. And so, God, yes, it was serve day, but God, I pray that we would be the kind of people who would choose each and every day, even when we go back into the office or the school tomorrow, say, Lord, we are still serving you and we are still going to point people to you. We are still going to unleash compassion in the world around us because of what you have done for us, that you first loved us. And you're so worthy of our praise, and so we offer it to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray together. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We have a quick video of a recap of some of the things that were done today, so check that out. Thank you guys so much for all the wonderful work you did today. Right now, I'm going to invite up some of our leaders that helped uh, run some of these projects today. So these are just some of the leaders for the projects we had today. Last week, we actually talked about running with the Father in church. You did that today. You put your arms out wide, and you ran with the Father after our community and after those who are needing him. And right now... I'm going to let them introduce themselves and give some highlights over the projects that they did. Hi, I'm Casey Clapp. My family, um, the Cundays and I, we ran the McCandless um, thing this year. I'm a teacher there. Um, the work you guys did today was amazing. Our kids are going to be shocked at that mural. Um, our kids don't always have the best home lives, so coming to school is their safe place. And you guys helped do that today. We painted the baseball field um, blue where they play. Um, we painted the mural, docked our teacher's lounge for our teachers that work so hard to help our kids. We planted beautiful flowers so that every time we walk in our building, we're happy, hopefully. But it means so much. Our kids tomorrow are going to be like, oh my gosh, who did this for us? They are going to be so happy, and I appreciate you guys so much for what you did today. I'm Jeff Wells. We had a team that, that tore down the garage over on 10th Street. And first of all, I just want to tell everybody in here, I am, I am more blessed, I think, to be a part 
of a church that considers other people's needs as greater than their own routinely. And I just want to thank all of you guys for being a part of that and the gifts that you've given to allow us to do this kind of stuff. Um, Wednesday night, we went over, a couple of us went over with the mini excavator and we uh, raised the building. We knocked it down. And I wanted to share this with you because it was it was really cool. Um, a single newspaper fell out from behind the kitchen cabinet when we were knocking down this old old garage. I say garage, it was a living, a living area. And it fell out in the middle of the rubble and the guy who was running the mini excavator stopped and he called me over and he said something just fell out. And uh, you can't see it from there, but it says Churches of Hutch on it. And it's a, just a single, a single slip that's 50 years old and it's talking all about the churches in Hutchinson and what they're doing for the community. And I thought, man, this is just a wonderful indication that God's looking down and smiling on what we're doing as a church, and, and he sees us. And that, that really made me feel good to know that he's watching. Um, we got the garage knocked down. There are about 24 people that are going to be walking funny tomorrow. Um, we did get it finished up. Uh, this, a super cool part of the story that most of the people on our team didn't even know is after everybody had left, uh, Jolene and I went over next door and, and the neighbors had a bunch of trash out in their yard. And um, so we thought, you know, there's half of a dumpster left and we had called the Stutzman guy and he said, yeah, whatever, it's all going to the dump, they can throw whatever they want in there. And so we knocked on the door to let them know that if they wanted to use our dumpster for their trash, they could. And they felt, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain, they, they, their, um, I guess her daughter, or no, I'm sorry, the lady who was there, her brother had just died, he was 41 years old, and they were there trying to get the house cleaned out, and they didn't know what they were going to do with all the stuff. Um, I may have been a little judgy at the get-go, thinking, why does people have trash all over in their yard? Um, but they were completely taken back, uh, and we ended up, the church ended up in the project that we were doing, uh, blessing another family that we had, we had no idea. So I just want to thank you guys again, especially, you know, the people that showed up and, and uh, took in a little bat poop today with us. Uh, you know, it was good stuff. I think we should have let him go last. That's going to be a tough one to follow. Uh, I'm Damon Wells. Believe it or not, we are not related, uh, but we did graduate high school together, so kind of a fun fact. And look, I, the Lord brought us back together. Um, so our group today, we, um, we were the group that went out and stocked the uh, workrooms at the uh, schools in, the, uh, in Hutchinson and the local communities. Um, to get started, uh, we had everything in the kids' sanctuary, and just to watch everybody sort everything out and separate everything out. I mean, it was like a well-orchestrated dance. I mean, it was amazing how everybody just jumped in, grabbed a roll, and just took off. And I think in less than an hour, we were loading vehicles and we were, we were out on the road. Um, but after that, you know, we were in convoys, we separated. And, and it's what I like to say, we went out and we entered the battlefield. Um, you know, our teachers, our school administrators, every single day, enter that battlefield and it was our opportunity to go out and enter that battlefield and and to support and help them um, in, in in the way we could as a church um, but what we did we stocked the teachers lounges their work rooms um, again we went to the those uh to hutchinson we went to the nickerson schools 
Um, and then we also went to their admin offices and stocked their areas as well. Um, you know, one of the best things was having the opportunity, you know, to pray, you know, specifically for the Hutchinson superintendent, new in her role, um, challenging role, but just being, you know, having the opportunity to pray over her and bless her. Um, also having the opportunity to pray over uh, the high school principal at Nickerson. Um, you know, and then the best thing, I, I'll say one of the best things, I can't say one best thing, but one of the best things was, you know, getting to go see Heather's classroom, to be there just and to be able to bless her and the other teachers um, in, her, in her own classroom uh, was, was amazing. But, um, you know, just to share some of my favorite parts, it's one, just being involved for the community. Uh, as, as Jeff said, I can't say it any better than he did. It's, it's being part of a church that, that puts the community's needs in front of our own. And, and being part of that is, is, is wonderful. Um, the other part is uh, meeting and working with new friends. Uh, we met a lot of new, uh, new folks today, um, got to work with them. Um, one, I'm very blessed because he told me he would offer me a, an opportunity to, to get a restraining order against my neighbor. <laughs> So we'll talk after this. Um, but, you know, and, and again, just having the opportunity to pray over the teachers, over the schools, um, the fellowship. And then, you know, the last thing is just the, the huge part about this church is our youth and having the opportunity, you know, just to set an example for our, our younger generation. Um, we took a couple girls along with us and, you know, they were super. They, they helped carry all the boxes and moved everything around for us. So. That was, that was amazing. There's two more projects here. One, uh, you guys made the HCC boxes that are going to go out to the college athletes at HCC tomorrow. That happens in the morning. So because of this, Pastor Brandon actually goes, gets to go and get in front of all of these athletes, all 200 athletes, and just let them know we're here. No matter what's going on, a lot of them, they're, they're away from home from the first time. They're at a place they don't recognize, they don't know anybody, but this church is here for them. And also, the last thing that happened was, of course, the landscaping. And I asked Kyle Holmberg to come up with me uh, and be a part of this group, and he quickly told me no. And he laughed at me, and he walked away. So I get to brag on him. So he, uh, he led this whole thing here. He broke two ribs about a week ago, and I guarantee you most people that were here had no idea today that he was trying to hobble around with broken ribs. So just an incredible job. It's, it's a $50,000, $60,000 project that we get at cost because someone in our church stepped up because of how much he loves this place. So again, thank you so much to all of the leaders and all of you who stepped up and made this possible. Now we get to jump into a celebration, so I'm going to ask all you guys to stand up right now. It's baptism time. And one of our other, we, we are four reaching wide, we are four growing deep, we are four unleashing compassion, and we are for the next generation. And you'll get to see every one of these are kids and youth that because of your giving, everything that happens today is because of your giving. But because of your giving, we get to go all out for the next generation. 
CIY, Canna Cook, whatever it may be, and you are going to get to see the fruit of it. You can be seated tonight. So glad you're here with us. Friends, you didn't just be the church today. You also showed up to church tonight. I, uh, I just, I don't know what to add to what you've already preached in your actions, in your words, uh, through everything that's sung tonight. Um, really, you just preached the message that I'm getting ready to just share, which by the way, uh, Pastor Dustin said we want a short message tonight, which is an oxymoron for a pastor. Um, so it is going to be not the 25, 30, 35, 40, whatever I do, it's going to be like 10 to 15 minutes tonight, uh, but really... Uh, everything I'm getting ready to share, you've already preached. You've already done it. You're already doing it. And so I just want to say thank you for being the church today. Thank you for being here uh, tonight. I just uh, got a, I want to recognize special guests with us tonight. Um, I got a call earlier this week um, from my uh, supervisor, my direct supervisor, our district superintendent, Jim Bond, and his wife, Donna. They said, we'd love to come to church with you Sunday morning, and then we'd love to take you out to lunch afterwards. And I said, well, you can't do that because our church isn't going to meet for church. We're going to go be the church, but we're going to meet and celebrate Sunday night. And I said, you couldn't pick a better day of the year. I didn't say this to him, but I was thinking it. You couldn't pick a better day of the year than to come on this Sunday night to see and experience all that God has done in you and through you. So I know that we're a little tired physically today, at least uh, most of us that, I mean, that did some of the manual labor stuff or whatever. I know we're tired, but I believe that we're energized tonight because of all that God has done in you and through you. So first of all, let me say thank you. I do want to thank uh, Jim and Donna Bond for being here tonight. We're so graced by your presence, and uh, we're glad that you're with us uh, this evening. And I just thank all the leaders. I could go on and on. Um, Nate did such a great job of, of sharing everyone and all that they've done. And so if I started going down a thank you list, I'm just, I would miss so many people. And Pastor Nate did such a good job on his own of that, um, that I'm just going to leave that stand. Otherwise, we, we will be here longer. But tonight's inspiration uh, comes from Hebrews 10.24, just one simple quick verse that's one of my favorite verses that says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And as I looked at that scripture, I like to look at different translations at different times. And I looked at a lot of translations of this one verse. And I came across one that I love even more from a, a translation I'm not familiar with called The Voice. It says this, let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and righteous deeds. Let us consider how we may inspire. Now, it may not seem like that big a difference to you, but for me, it kind of just jumped off the page for me, the difference between motivate and inspire. Um, I think they're pretty much brother and sister. They're pretty much similar. But just in that one word, there's just a slight change for me. In motivate, I think of kind of pulling from behind and kind of pulling teeth and getting people to come along. And when I think of inspire, I think about you're out ahead. People want to do this, not because they have to do it, but because they get to do it. I thought about um, my oldest daughter and her new apartment and her new room. And uh, she's so excited about her first apartment, her first room. And she called us recently and said, and this is her room in Florida. And she said, um, I make my bed every day. And I keep my closet really organized so I can know what to wear for work each day and stuff. And I said, who is this child? Who is this daughter? Because what I was used to and what Heather and I were used to was this was her room. 
It looked a little bit more like that. And uh, so I was like, whose child is this? Now, that is not Reagan, actually. That's just off the internet. I didn't have pictures of her room. I wish I did of what it did look like. And it wasn't that bad or terrible, but it wasn't the same. And but she was, we know, we try to motivate her uh, to clean her room and to make her bed and to do those things. But until she was inspired by something that was her own and she was excited about it, she, she began to, to be really inspired by things. I thought sometimes we try to motivate people. Uh, we may motivate people to try, we want them to come to Christ. Uh, we motivate people, we want them to come to church. And sometimes that motivation, uh, you know, I, I think of it in some ways can be fear or judgment or, or um, guilt. Uh, that's not a very, you know, very incentivizing. Uh, but when I think about the word inspire, we can inspire people to come to Christ and people to come to church through our love and good deeds. Now, I'm not opposed, I'm not against, it doesn't mean I don't believe in hell or judgment or never talk about that. I'm just making the argument that love and good works, love and good deeds is a greater force for sharing the good news and the gospel with a world who so needs to hear it. And I believe that you shared the gospel today. It may not have been with words, but you shared the gospel in such a powerful way. And there's a purpose behind what we did. And it's what the early church did in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Exactly what you did today is what the early church did. And in, uh, if you want to follow along on the screen behind us, and if I can see with the contacts that I have tonight. Yep, there I think I can from about this distance right here. We're good. Uh, verse 42. The early church, this was the early believers, they just began to launch the church, and this was the result. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They gathered together. It's good that we're gathering together tonight. It's good when we gather each Sunday. It's good when we gather um, in small groups. Everyone was filled with awe. That's the community. At, at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Uh, they didn't have everything in common. They had plenty of things, plenty of differences, just like we had differences. We have differences, but they had the most important thing in common. They had Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and resurrection. They had that in common. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. They, they met needs in that community. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. So they gathered in large gatherings and large settings, and they gathered in the church. And they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's why we always talk about it's, it's just as important, maybe more important, that we don't just gather in rows, but that we meet in circles. That we're met as a body of Christ to gather like this, but we're also met as a body of Christ to gather in small groups. Praising God, and notice what happens in the community. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Now, the Greek word for the word all, Pastor Jim knows, is all. It's everything. It's everyone. The, it's everybody. It's all. That everyone was filled in all in that community by the early church. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Today, we worked on our mission. I think I got ahead of us, so I want to back up to the slide of our mission. Today, we didn't just talk about our mission, but we worked on our mission. Our mission is to inspire people to follow Jesus and to take their next step in their journey with God. That's our mission. 
And today, you didn't just talk about that mission, but you lived out that mission, that you went out there to inspire people to follow Jesus in the way that you love them, to take their next step in the journey with God. And we follow this little pattern here in, in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, that we want to follow is this. There's a pattern set up. First, they gathered. They gathered together as believers and as a church, small group and also large settings. They gathered together. Then they added to that good deeds. They went out and they did good things. They sold homes. They did whatever it was to meet needs in that community. Thank you. Much of today was seed, all of today actually, all of today was seeded back in December on our Christmas offering. You remember three of the things that you gave to the Christmas offering? One of those was for the four fund. And so part of the forefront for our Christmas offering, everything that was done today, everything that was done today, and even though it was a $50,000, $60,000 expense out here uh, that we saved a bunch of money by doing it with 87 people I hear on campus here today, you can multiply those hours times four. You can multiply those hours by about 15, 20 people by, by eight hours. I mean, here all day, there was a lot of man and woman hours that went into today that saved us a bunch of money. So what was a $50,000, $60,000 project was about a $10,000 project in cost. That was because of your giving to the forefront last December. You did good deeds, which, and then we went out of the community. You did good deeds with the forefront and the things that we did in our schools. Your generosity allowed us to do what the church did today. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your giving. Tonight is a thank you for that. We want to, you know, we didn't have an offering tonight or that time, but I encourage you to do that. Um, to go to our online. You guys know how to do that. I'm preaching to the choir. But I just want to say that thank you for the good deeds that leads to goodwill. And that's what we tried to do today is we're trying to lay the groundwork for goodwill because people don't want to hear what we have to say until they know how much we love them and how much we care. No one gives a rip about what we believe, what we think, what we say if they don't know that it comes from a deep-rooted love within us. And so here's, here's the formula. The early church did this. They gathered. They did good deeds. They, they added goodwill. They had the favor of all the people. And that led to the openness of the good news. And 3,000 people were added to their number that day. The early church inspired each other and inspired their communities. I thought of a church of a mentor of mine in Bayside, in uh, Sacramento, California, seven, eight years ago, the Galleria Mall, uh, a lot of it burnt to the ground. I mean, it was a terrible fire in the Sacramento community. When Heather and I pastored in Sacramento, we loved to go to the Galleria Mall. There was a, there was a little, not Ferris wheel, but what's the thing that goes round and round? Uh, carousel, yeah, so that thing, that carousel. We'd take our girls there. We'd love to go to the Galleria Mall. I'm sorry, I'm not thinking very well. So anyway, it's a long day. We worked really hard today. I mean, I worked too. So um, anyway, there was, we would love to go to the Galleria Mall. This, a lot of it burnt down. And this large church is a really mega church, and they had some funds and resources, and they gave an extra offering. They helped keep some businesses open and keep them going. They came there. They helped clean up rubble. They, gave, they, just, they just loved on that mall and on that community. And a few years went by, and they wanted to do a special Christmas Eve, kind of a skating rink thing, and a special service there. And an atheist group got a hold of that, and they were so upset that there was a separation of church and state that was, they felt was being violated. They came out, and they threatened a lawsuit against the Galleria Mall and said, if you let this church onto this property to do these things, we are going to file a lawsuit. And they said... 
you go ahead and file that lawsuit because a couple years ago when our place burnt down, they were here for us. They showed up. They gave money. They gave sweat. They gave tears. They showed up for us. Where were you on that day? They're welcome here to be on our grounds and on our place. That's the church doing good news. Absolutely. None of them are going to hear that applause today, but maybe I can pass it on sometime. But that's the church doing good news that leads to goodwill, that leads to uh, the gather, the good deeds, the goodwill that leads to the good news. Today, you did good deeds, storing up goodwill in hopes of inspiring a community to receive Jesus on down the line. I want to tell you today, there were several friends of ours, I call them friends, they came for the first time to church today. They have not come to church here in a Sunday morning setting, but they showed up because they wanted to be a part of this. They wanted to volunteer. They wanted to serve. They wanted to work in our community. Thank you for being a church that realized the importance of this that allowed others to gather and get their first taste of, of what this is. And I just believe this in hopes of inspiring our community of good news because this is what I want us to re remember maybe tonight is that we together are the presence of Jesus in the world. We together are the presence of Jesus in the world. Your impact and our impact together is far more powerful, far more impactful than any words that I can say up here. Without you, without your works and good deeds, without your love in the community, what I do up here falls flat on the surface. What we do up here in worship, what we do on Sunday, it falls flat without you being the church. And this is just not to just be today, but this is to go out tomorrow that we can think of ways that we can inspire others with our love and good deeds inspire them. And, and I love how that transferred on to the project was, didn't include the, the people next door. But we said, hey, there's a need there. And so we, we inspired, we went to the next door. I hope we'll continue to go to the next door tomorrow in our classrooms, in our schools, in our, in our neighborhoods, in our work. Keep being the church. Thank you for what we did together, but let's keep doing that as well in our own individual lives. Tonight we gather as a body of Christ to celebrate and inspire each other on towards love and good deeds. I saw a lot of inspiration today. I saw a lot of people inspiring one another, encouraging each other here to do good works and to keep going on because it got tiring as the day went on. But thank you for your love and good deeds and your good works. Tonight, I think what better night than to close our service celebrating what brings us together the communion, the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table. And so tonight, you don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to attend. This could be your first time. But you're just declaring that you want to follow Jesus. If you don't feel comfortable taking or receiving communion, do not. no one judges you for that either. We just want you to know that if you're endeavoring to take a step towards Jesus, to follow Jesus, it was very simple what Jesus did on the night that he was betrayed, that he gathered around his disciples and they didn't know what was about to happen, but he said, guys, whenever you take and receive this in the future, whenever you break the bread and, you, and the cup is, is shared amongst you, I simply want you to remember me. Jesus was inspiration. Jesus was inspiring. And the inspiration that he started with his death on the cross, his resurrection, it's created this inspiration that carries this 2,000 years later today. So today... As we gather at the communion table, may we, may we be inspired 
that we get to receive this together as one body of Christ. So tonight, as we sing this song, I'm going to invite you, I'm going to pray just a short prayer, but I'm going to invite you tonight, the way that we have it set up is there's four different stations. There is a gluten-free station over here. If anyone's gluten-free, the second one in. There is, uh, there's a little wafer. There's a little cup. Just take that, receive that. Walk back to your seats. Hold on to that. And then when we're all have received it, I'll come up back up here and will lead us in a short time of communion, remembering what Jesus has done for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this, this church. Thank you for their hearts, their service, their love. Thank you, God. I just, I'm a proud pastor tonight. I just love what I've seen, Lord, in your people. I love what I've seen in their enthusiasm to do this on their, they have five days or six days or whatever they work during the week, but they gave a full effort today because they want to see your kingdom advance. They want to see the love of Jesus shared with others in our community. So thank you for this church tonight. And Lord, as we gather tonight, we're inspired most by what you did for us, that we love simply because you loved us first. Thank you for dying on a cross for our sins. Thank you for defeating our enemy of death and sin and rising again. Thank you that tonight, no matter what we've done, nothing is no, we've done is too far to separate us from the love of Christ. If we simply confess you as our Savior, you have told us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, we thank you today that we can come to this table and receive communion, not because of what we've done or what we could do, but because of what you've done, what you've that good English, Kent, what you have done in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, let's receive communion and then take it back to your seats, and we'll share it all together in a moment. Well, I don't know about you, but as I look out at your faces tonight, my heart is full. My heart is full. My heart's full, first of all, because of Christ is responsible for all of this. We don't get any of this without Jesus. So I'm so thankful tonight as we receive communion together. I'm thankful that he chose to do this sacrament in a way that it requires one another. We're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to receive this as a body of believers, as a family of God, as the church of Christ. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was broken for you, take it and eat it and remember how much he loves you. Then he took the cup. The blood that was shed for you is what this represents. And every time you, you drink it, we're to remember of his cleansing that forgives all of our sins. Receive it with a glad heart tonight. Father, thank you. Thank you for your church. Thank you for the people of God. Lord, we know we're just a small part of the universal church around the world that is lifting up the name of Jesus. But we're thankful to be a part of that church here on 43rd and Monroe. God, be with us as we go into this week. Help us to be your hands and your feet. And what we've done today, may it carry over into our work and into our schools. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.